This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Now I'm proud to select with the ninth pick in the 2020 draft from the Ottawa 67s of the OHL, Marco Rossi. The biggest thing about Marco Rossi, there's a Johnny Goudreau component to his game, but, but he's he plays with a little bit of bite. He plays with a little bit of edge. He's, he's one of those guys that you love the pace of his game, and I think he's going to be able to make that transition to the NHL. Ooh, that was a new hockeyism right there. Plays with a little bit of bite. A little bit of bite. Is that, that's the first time I've heard that, but that is a hockeyism right there. I don't know if Judd's concerned or happy they got compared to Johnny Goudreau, though. Oh, um, the the guy who who was working with Pierre came in and shot Pierre down. Craig Button's like, no, you're a, a moron. He compares more to this player. <laughs> okay. No, no, he shot him down. So okay. that was good to hear. All right. Well, we'll we'll dive into the Wilds potentially franchise saving nineteen year old center or or not mm-hmm. or it could just be a disappointment. We'll talk all about it. To so write that down Wednesday on the show today. A quick shout-out to Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated is on Twitter. If you're a business owner, it helps to follow Federated on Twitter. They give you free little little tidbits and pieces of expertise in 280 characters or less at Federated INS, fresh, relevant risk management content on a variety of topics like working in extreme temperatures, distracted driving, and more. Actually, this month's Risk Management Corner article addresses fire prevention. Uh, it's Fire Prevention Awareness Week now through October 10th, and this year's theme is Find Fire Before Fire Finds You. At Federated Insurance, remember that it's our business to protect yours. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Well, we're extremely excited to have him. Um, he was he was the guy that... Uh, We've been targeting all along. You know, I, I think uh, on, on top of his skill and his vision, playmaking ability, the, the drive that he has to be a great player is something that really, um, you know, got us excited about this player. And um, like I said, we're, we're uh, really excited when we got him uh, with, at the nine spot. Welcome into the show, Mackie and Judd. Write that down on this Wednesday where we make predictions and hold each other accountable. We're going to dive into also potentially the Twins the the front office that's been here now for four years or so, maybe their biggest mistake that's sort of on display right now for another we like team. To, we like to call this topic the disgruntled employee, but we'll get to it. <laughs> yep. Uh, but first <laughs> off, the NHL draft was last night, and the NHL draft is, even when it's held during its normal time, is always a bit of a hidden 
gem sports, a gem for some people, a gem yeah, for you not, guys. It's, it's, not, it's just it's hidden not really for guys a gem, like me. Phil. It's not really a gem. It, it just sits there. But it's last okay. night you you had like a gut ache. You had the Major League Baseball playoffs. You had was, last night was great. The night. NBA Finals last night. All in on that. Too, you had the yeah. WNBA Finals clinched by Seattle last night, yeah, and then you had like whatever's on cable news leading up to the vice presidential election and the president having COVID. Plexiglass. So plexiglass. Yeah. That's our big talker now. Oh. Are we going to have plexiglass? And we are. We have it here. When we debate each other, we always have plexiglass. Yeah. Yep. But uh, and a lot of spittle flying. Even though the NHL draft was buried beyond belief last night, the Wild did select ninth overall. They did select 19 year old center. That's the key word here. Center Marco Rossi. And so you guys have much more expertise on this than I do because you guys host Judd's Hockey Show, available on the Mackie and Judd feed as well. The biggest question here is Marco Rossi destined to be the number one center that this franchise craves and needs. You absolutely have no idea. Uh, and he, that's a wrap on the segment. He projects. <laughs> he, he projects from the, the scouting reports that I was reading after he was taken last night. Right now, he projects as probably a second line center to start off with, if if he can start off in the pros. And that's the big question because the jump clearly from the Ontario Hockey League, where he was playing for. Ottawa last year, and he did lead all of Canadian Hockey League's junior leagues in scoring with what Dex 130 points, and I think he, 120 in 56 games. And that's ridiculous and, scoring rate. And 81 assists, which is the key thing, which means that he is a a playmaker slash facilitator. Um, he was a plus 69. Nice. He nice. was a plus 69 yeah. last year. Yeah, that's fantastic. Anyway, it's nice. <laughs> anyway, I would say this. I love the pick in the sense that they. Sounds like they addressed a position of not just need, huge need, like big, big time need. Yep. And they addressed it for the future. I think if you're thinking that they addressed it for 2021, 20, which actually we found out last night is going to be the 21 season because it's going to start around January 1st, which means no winter classic here. Um, but anyway, they've addressed a position of need for the future. I like what they're doing for the future, but this could go in. The direction that Garrett's taken this team could go in a couple of ways. If they don't make a trade for a true top-line center, and they might not, going into the 21 season, like this could very well just be a gradual build of sorts. Mm-hmm. Because Kaprizov, we don't know, and he could be great in two years, but you can't expect him to step on the ice opening night and be great. Fiala, we need to see consistency from, right? This kid could be good, but he's 19 right now, so... There's a lot of unknowns here, but there's a lot of things to like, and I'm going to go back to this continually. This is what I've been begging for. Just blow up the damn roster. Just get rid of the Koivus and the Dubniks and the Coils and the, you know, and the Zuckers and the uh, Granlins, as Dex just said, and Nino. and Just get rid of them and start anew, and that's what they're doing. Where it goes from there, I'm curious about, but you can't build a new house. Until you tear up the foundation of the old house. And that's mm-hmm. what I think is the most important thing to, to keep in mind. I would definitely sign off on what Bill Guerin is doing here. Not 100% sure it works in the long term, but I love the effort. Real quick, before Declan tells us how many heart trophies Rossi is yep. going to win, uh, this was Rossi himself last night. Yeah, um, it's a perfect fit. They need a center. I'm a center, and I'm 100% ready. And my impact is just going to be like my whole game. I, I Compete really hard. My 200-foot game play really good in defensive zone, offensive zone, and a really good playmaker who also can score goals. I love the analysis. It's a perfect fit. They need a center. I'm I a love center. it. I'm Here 100% ready. Famous last words, kids. Yeah. Slow down, okay? No, no, no. That's great. I want him to say that. 
I want him to say that. I don't want to hear the, well, if coach is ready for me to play, I'll, 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 get, I'll work hard and be ready when my name's called, blah, blah, blah. No, he says, I want to play right now. I'm ready to play right now. I'm ready to contribute right now. This guy was prolific in the, in the OHL. And even Scott Wheeler, NHL draft expert for uh, now The Athletic, he said the Minnesota Wild won the first round of the NHL draft mm. last night. Don't go wow. near that. No, no, he no. Said, That's the bad. This is the worst luck you can possibly have. The best value that the Wild, they won the draft in the first round. This is what he said. Rossi is ready to play in the NHL. He's a center. He's the most well-rounded forward in the draft, maybe even including Lafiniere. He's the best defensive forward in the draft, and he's one of the most driven kids I've ever dealt with in seven years covering the draft. This is the guy they've always wanted. This is a center. He, I think he steps in right away and plays. Have you guys looked at some of the... So my biggest question was, all right, like those numbers in the OHL are absurd. To score 120 points in 56 games, be a plus 69, 81 assists, like, all right, this, those are ridiculous. So my first question was, much like soccer leagues, is it the third best league? Is it the... And there's a, there's a website that has actually done this exercise, the hockeywriters.com, yeah. has the OHL as the 10th best league in the world behind college hockey. So college hockey ninth, OHL uh, 10th. The AHL is is 8th. The Deutsche League is 7th. Nice. The National League A is 6th. There's the Czech League. There's the oh, Swedish so League. Everywhere. The Russian League. So it's, it's, the, sure. it's, so it's not, you know, it's not the Russian League. Right. But then I pulled up. All right, who else has sort of dominated? Like, who else has scored like 120, 130 points in a season in the OHL? Patrick Kane, oh, they've got some great players. Two thousand seven, yeah, he scored a few. He scored like one hundred forty points. Yep. So bit a bit of a different uh, level there. Uh, okay. Well, who else? There's a bunch of guys from the eighties because like the eighties, no, nobody played goalie and they were just like <laughs> shooting into a trash can. Uh, jo- uh, John Tavares is it Prince T- Tavares or Tavares? Tavares. John Tavares in two thousand six, two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some names on here of guys that put up ridiculous similar numbers in the same league. Mark Savard. In 1994, 1995, put up a similar number of points. So when you put up that number of points, there is a translation to some of these guys do do the same thing in the NHL. That was my learning exercise. The one thing that they're going to have to be careful about, though, is to is to bring him along in the correct way. And by that, I mean they don't have they're, – they're going to, as the depth chart stands right now, they're going to go into the coming season without a true number one center at all. You don't want to force feed the kid that. So I would much prefer to see him be the second line guy, which is fine if he can play now, which which is a tough thing. Like, that's the one thing. Junior hockey, if you're dominant skill-wise, you dominate. Mm-hmm. This is a league where if you're dominant skill-wise, you get ragdolled. And so, so this is not to say he can't succeed, but I do think that the Wild is building this roster right now in a way that doesn't demand that anybody on opening night of next year who is who is younger has to step in and be great just make it gradual and growth and I think Garen gets this I think Gar- I think Garen spent a year watching this co- this collection and I do say collection with some disdain and I think he watched this collection of players and was like okay first of all off the ice, we don't have this right at all, right? Secondly, on the ice, defensively, we're good. Our goaltending stinks, and our forwards, we've got some, but not a lot. So I don't think that Bill Guerin is trying to hit some type of uh, supersonic success button here. So I won't be surprised if the Wild 
uh, does this right. And they had to get a player at this position. So I love the fact that this kid was a prolific in juniors and is going to be given the chance here to be extremely successful. If they nailed this pick, and I'll define nailed this pick by he's at least a really good second-line center and maybe even something more. All right. So if they, if they nailed this pick, what does it mean for the franchise the next five years? Next five years, it could mean the Stanley Cup mm-hmm. if, if they nailed it. If, if they nailed it and they continue to do this right, you can win a cup. Like a cup is not out of your realm. Five years, though. Five years. Five years is the most important thing. Yeah, why not? What about you, Dex? If they nailed this pick, what does it mean? It, yeah, it means you find a number one center. Because right now, if you're just looking on paper, like I, I agree with Judd. I think something else is still in the works. Because if, if opening night was tomorrow, down the middle right now, you have Marcus Johansson, you just traded for, for Eric Stahl, Nick Bugstead, Joel Erickson Eck, and now Rossi. Those are your four centers. And, and you know, there's some flip-floppers like Cunning can play center if, in, if he wants to. Bugstead and Johansson can also flip-flop from, from center to wing. So right now, I mean, you have a lot of youth and you have a lot of high-talent guys, but there isn't a lot of stability down the middle right now. I don't think you have high talent. I think you've got people. And Bukestead's never healthy. Like, like the first time that he plays an entire year, congratulations, because yeah. that kid is always hurt. But I will say, I'd rather take the chance on guys like Bukestead figuring out if he can stay healthy and be the player that he was in Florida. Right. I like Marco Rossi being a 19-year-old saying, I'm ready to come in and play. You're basically banking at these guys. There's another level to their game, and you're not going to go with the stalls and the Koivus of the world. Like, bank on this upside. I still think another trade happens that you get a really qualified, established NHL top six center. But I, I think if you nailed this pick with Kaprizov and Fiala, now you'd like the youth movement on offense, which is now the new thing in the NHL, the Wild are right there in, in the pack with the best team. And think about, like, you're a Wild fan out there, and that, this team was so much fun for, like, four or five years between 2012 and 2017, kind of, like that window. And it was a great combination of hope. You had, you had veterans who guaranteed that you were going to go to the playoffs, and you were hopeful that these young players could, could emerge. Mm-hmm. And then the last three years, it's just been this erosion, and it's been a lot less fun to watch. It's certainly a lot less hopeful if you're a fan. This this provides some fun things to watch. It's it's a new hope for the next three to five years, and and it, it, it provides you at least the idea that they could be pushing toward a Stanley Cup again. Not necessarily this upcoming year, but that there's a that there's a roadmap to it. And just don't be so damn joyless. This has been such a joyless collection in in the last three years or so. Like yeah, the, it's true. It's a fun sport, man. Like, look at the teams that win in all sports, but especially hockey. They have fun. They're yeah. drinking beer together, and they're having <laughs> fun, and they're like, this has been, I can't tell you, Phil, the, the amount of times that Dex and I walked in that room after a loss. It Ugh. was joyless. Like, it felt like literally they they had spent three periods at the dentist, not on the ice. It's funny because so, it, it sometimes... I think it's sometimes it's cliche to say that like a team takes on the personality of its coach or its leaders. But if you look at, and I've never been in that room, you guys have, but from what you guys explain, it literally sounds like, Oh, that's Ryan Suter and Miko Koivu. Just like super dry. Or poor Zach trying to search for answers. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I don't, I mean, we gotta, we can't do that. It's like, yeah, I know that, but, and like stall. So, so stall who I think is a good guy. But Stahl fell into the trap to me, mm-hmm. and it's like he came here and it's like, oh man, I get a second chance, and then 
had some success. And by the end, he was just in the, I don't know what happened tonight. Mode. I got to watch the film. Yeah. <laughs> they they were crazy to watch the film kind of that shouldn't be a hard thing to ask. Don't be so damn joyless. Like, enjoy what you're doing. You're hockey players. You're it. young. You're in the prime of your lives. I love it. I so, love it. So, uh, so that could be, be good pick. Be fun to watch. Uh, Carlo Rossi is who I was hoping they would draft, so we could just pass the the. They were not taking Carlo Rossi not a, is a good secondary. Move right Carlo there. is not a first round pick. You guys, I'm telling you, it's yeah. a second day yeah. late round pick. The old man drank that wine, and it was seventh round wine. Okay? Unless <laughs> unless Carlo Rossi wants to join the Mackey and Judd show as a partner, in which case Bring first it. round, oh, first all round, the way. my first That's round, right. my first yeah. round pick, Carlo. <laughs> oh man, was I drunk last night? <laughs> We've got two first round picks: Corona Heart Seltzer and Blank over here. Love it. Um, all right. The other thing, before we get to write that down predictions, we have to get to it. So last night, the Rays beat the Yankees. They held on for dear life. The Rays struck out 18 Yankees in that game. I watched pieces of it. Dude, the Giancarlo Stanton home run that went 458 feet. Yes. Oh, my God. Dong. It that hit, guy, that guy, hit, the the way the ball comes off that guy's bat is yeah. different than any player I've ever seen watching baseball. So that hit the back of the like the retaining fence there or wall, like there was yes. a there was some type of wall way way out of play, and it like bounced off of there. It was an incredible, incredible Dude, home run. And I'm sure the Twins hitters are watching that last night, thinking, "What? That's no, I didn't even even know that was allowed. You can hit a ball <laughs> over the fence in a playoff game." So no pops that sucker to what? short. Yep. It is really disheartening watching, like the Braves. You can just every night you watch this. The, again, the Twins haven't scored four more than four runs in a playoff game yep. since two thousand four. Sixteen years, fourteen games, they haven't scored more than four runs. And last night alone, the Marlins did it in a loss. The Braves scored nine. The Astros did it again. The Rays and the Yankees both did it. The Dodgers did it. Like it ain't that hard did to put you a guys, five spot in. In so I I caught bits and pieces of all of the games yesterday. Did you guys feel in watching? those games at times and look the twins are good i get that so that this is probably dealing in hyperbole from my part here but did you have a feeling like the twins weren't playing the same sport that those teams are playing like it I, fe- like it felt like it did, like what the twins were doing didn't translate yeah i don't know it feel it feels the the, the twins get super frustrated the twin like they start slamming their bat in the third inning like yeah. they and which is funny because well we don't say nothing that happened before this year matters then why are you so frustrated in the second inning of a playoff game touche like if if you're not thinking about all the other struggles that have happened before that but the twins front office even though the twins have been terrible in the playoffs the twins front office since Terry Ryan was let go and and Thad Levine and Derek Falvey came in here they revamped the scouting department they revamped the development departments they brought in guys that you've probably never heard of like Josh Kalk to work with pitchers and maximize their pitch sets and things and they've by and large been excellent as a front office and there's not really that many big whiffs to point to like they've made a couple questionable signings i think Logan Morrison is probably one that you'd say yeah they'd like to have that one back but there haven't been that many gl- there's not been like a David Ortiz situation or something well, last well, night, <laughs> there might be. Well, the Rays are trying to shut this Yankees lineup down, and Nick Anderson, who's from Brainerd, Minnesota, Nick Anderson, St. Cloud State, St. Cloud State. Yeah, guy. I didn't realize that. So, like, I uh, exactly didn't graduate. Looked him up last. I night. believe he was drafted by the Brewers. He transferred. Yeah, he transferred, and he played four years, three or four years yeah. in the Twins minor league system. The Twins wound up not putting him on the forty-man roster, and instead they traded him for Brian Shales or Scales. He's a minor league infielder. It doesn't matter. And he was a fourth round pick by the Marlins. It doesn't matter what his name is. He batted 182 last year in high A Fort Myers. 
Nick Anderson, meanwhile, struck out four Yankees in two clean innings in a playoff game last night. And Nick Anderson, as a Tampa Bay Ray this season, appeared in 19 games. He allowed one run and struck out 14 and a half batters per nine innings, throwing 100 miles an hour. He's also a regular guest on Doogie's Scoop podcast, if you ever want to hear him. So Nick Anderson has now pitched 80. That's a real claim to fame. <laughs> it really is. Nick Anderson, between the Marlins and the Rays, has now pitched 81 and a third innings out of the bullpen over the last two years. 15 strikeouts per nine innings. And he's allowed a 2.77 earned run average. It's even better with the Rays the last two years. This is definitely one of the biggest mistakes, if not the biggest mistake, that this new Twins front office has made. So there haven't been that many stains. This is a huge stain for them. Did you guys see his stuff last night? Yeah, it's dirty. I mean, first of all, whoa. Tyler Duffy, you're a nice pitcher, but you ain't this guy. Um, yeah, and it's it's weird because Dukes has talked about this miss a lot because mm-hmm. he, he, what, first went? I, they I traded to the, the Marlins. To the Marlins, and then he yeah went to the Rays in a trade from Miami. Um, I don't watch a ton of Rays baseball, and and in the shortened 2020 campaign, I did not watch Rays baseball at all until the last couple nights or last night, I should say. But yeah, this is a if you know pitching, I guess my question is this, and it, it's a sincere question: How did this escape? So here's my theory on this. Okay, right? let me let me preface this by saying. They got this wrong, so I'm not I'm not defending I'd them. I'd be very All curious right. to hear what you think. They got this wrong, but I think their logic in 2018 when they made this move was, and it wasn't like he was terrible in the minors and they just like he was great in the minors for the Twins and he struck everybody out and he still threw hard, and so it was kind of puzzling when you look at, well, this this guy is like lights out and they just sort of traded him for. I think their logic was he's a reliever. He's 30, so he was 28 when they traded him. It's not like he's 23. He's he's already 30 years old. Mm-hmm. They looked at him and said, he's already 28. He's a reliever. We have a chance to get a former fourth-round pick who's 21 years old at the time in this Brian Shales who plays second base, third base. He's an infielder. So in general, if you can trade a reliever for a position player, you should be looking to make moves like that. Like when the Twins traded Matt Caps for or Wilson Ramos for Matt Caps, that's sort of the opposite of what you want to do. You don't want to trade franchise catchers for relievers. If you can cultivate relievers, and the Twins have shown an ability to do so, it makes relievers more expendable. If you can get, you know, harder to find positions. So I think that was their logic, and they would also say, "Well, I mean, yeah, we we lost out on." Nick Anderson, but we can just go take a Matt Whistler off the scrap heap and turn that guy into a stud reliever. Matt Whistler had like a one ERA this year. So they would they would kind of say, yeah, it'd be nice to have Nick Anderson in the bullpen, but in general, if we can trade minor league relievers for fourth-round pick position players, that's the better long-term strategy. Mm-hmm. It's just that in this case, he would be your best reliever. Yeah, <laughs> and it wouldn't be so, particularly close, I don't think. No. Like no his he, his stuff be, is electric. Be, he's better than Tyler Duffy. Oh, Tyler yeah. Duffy's really good. Yes. He's better than Taylor Rogers. He would just flat out be your best reliever. I guess I guess my response, if they said to me what you just did, Phil Mackey, I guess my response would, would be that's well and good and that's fine unless you're talking about guys with stuff like this. And then I think you were paid to cultivate them, find them, and keep them. Yeah. And, and now does age come into play here? Do they, do they look in, at the time he was 28 years old and they said – all right. Well, by the time he gets acclimated to the major leagues, and if like if if it goes quick, and it has, he'll be thirty. And so, if we can trade a if we can trade a guy that's not going to help us till he's thirty, 
for a guy that we can incubate as a 21 year old at third base or something. Yeah. I get the logic, but again, like if they had known he was going to be this good, they never would have traded him. And all the signs in the minor leagues pointed to well, him that's being what, this good. Okay, but th- so that's where I'll stop you and say then I don't get their explanation. Like I, I get the overall philosophy that you're talking about, but in this case, it's one where I would say, yeah, but if you look at the stuff, and it's not like it's not like he left the Twins and then took off completely because that does happen. I understand that one. But, yeah, I, watching him last night, I was just like, man, he would be easily your best bullpen arm. The other funny thing, so you brought up fielding independent pitching on the show yesterday. It's So it's, it's FIP, and it's basically what your ERA should be if everything else was neutral, if defense was neutral, if, like, playing in course field was neutral. It's That's what FIP is. Kind of tells you, like, if a guy has a two ERA and a five FIP, it'll tell you, eh, he's probably getting a little bit lucky. If you were to play this out, it would regress back to five. So his expected ERA this season is 1.35. Oh, he's a bust then. Forget it. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I was Think all about wrong. That. Yeah. That's absurd. Yeah. So um, now would Nick Anderson have made a difference in that two-game debacle against Houston? I don't know. Like, do they turn to him instead of Cody Stashak or something? Well, no. The problem is come in instead Rocco of wouldn't. No. No. Rocco wouldn't. That's the problem. This is why I'm so concerned. Can you play shortstop? Can you field a ground ball? Might need to play third base. Well, he's got, a, driving he's got a cannon for an arm. So, yes, the 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 answer to your question, if this were uh, Legion Baseball, Declan, is absolutely could play shortstop. <laughs> so, yeah, Nick Anderson. And he's one of us, man. Dude's a Minnesotan. He's Declan's what? best Dude, buddy, basically. Yeah, well, St. Cloud State, red carpet. He, he, yeah, he technically graduated from Augustana, I believe. And, and he transferred after his sophomore year. He wasn't there when I was there. He had some tr- he had some trouble in his past, and he had to, he had to get out of St. Cloud. Yeah. <laughs> Scoot podcast. Says you went to, we all he, have. He went to Mayville State at Mayville, one point, too. Mayville. So I think that's where he graduated. He had some trouble yeah, in his past. He had a little bit of trouble at St. Cloud. Sounds like Declan's life. It's like a, a bit trouble the moment I graduated, I was in my car. Six hours later, and I haven't been back since. That's in here. You've I never am. been back. Oh, I, I mean, I've, I've gone back. I was gonna say, I'm but, sure you've been back to the bars. But uh, no, I, I had no. It, and it is a, it is a champion town. drinking town. Yes. I will give. Oh, that. oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. I yeah. can confirm, and I'm old. <laughs> so uh, that's that's the that's one that. that got away for yeah. the the Minnesota. It is place. weird, though. I'll say that it's odd. Real quick, I got his minor league numbers here too. Just just so you can know, like, oh, oh great. you see something. His last year with the Twins, Triple A. All right, he's gonna keep. Yeah, yeah. he had a three thirty ERA in Triple A, so he wasn't quite as lights out. But he had eighty eight strikeouts in sixty innings. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm (laughs) more confused than ever. Ridiculous. I want answers. Damn it, Derek. uh, Let's call up Thad, bitch him out for this. There's there's other things I would be more curious about than this when it comes to like Twins questions. But this is this is definitely. All right, let's let's get to some predictions. Most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd with Rami. This is the big leagues where we own our terrible predictions. Write this down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. Write it down. You like writing things down. It's Write That Down with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that then. Welcome in to the only segment in sports talk that actually holds each other accountable for the things that we predict and say. This segment is called Write That Down, and here's how it works. 
Three predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable in some form. Ideally, they have an expiration date as well, so we can avoid the Larry Brown fiasco. That it's not a fiasco. In. It's a fiasco. No, it's not. People die. It just takes a long time sometimes. I saw some article that like there was a Larry Brown. A Larry Brown was hospitalized with COVID or something. It was, like, it was a different Larry Brown. Oh, I don't know if it was like a politician That's or something. Entirely possible. So uh, they must be quantifiable. Ideally, they have an end date of some kind. We keep track of batting averages and home runs. And if you, as a listener, would like to participate in this segment, you can shoot me a DM on Twitter, at Phil Mackey. Even if I don't follow you, my DMs are open. Whether you want to be a part of Write That Down or you just want to, I don't know, if you want to complain about something or tell me I'm an idiot, you can just DM me, at Phil Mackey. Larry Brown, by the way, only 80, okay? So he's, yeah, he's a young man. He's, he's, he's a young man. He's a young, he could coach again. I would say it's more likely he expires than coaches again at this point. <laughs> Look, throw it out there. Who, who's to say a team won't get desperate? Okay. In fact, I might I might counter your prediction today by just predicting. Oh, oh. <laughs> all these all these years later. <laughs> Write this down. I want that point. So, all right. So today's guest listener predictors are going to be Mike and Sam. So we've got our linebacker crew here today. It's great, Mike and Sam. Well played. Wow. See what well I did played. there? Well played. So we'll get to you guys in just a second. Go. We get, let's get let's get Will on, and then we'll have all three of them. It'll be really fun. Um, just some football jargon there. Let's get to the accountability session first, though. Let's get to Judd. <laughs> Oh, Batting wow. average leader Judd Zolkett. Oh wow! Oh wow! This was a bad week. This was a bad week. De- Dex, yes. I would I wouldn't get too cocky. Uh, that's fine. I no, wouldn't fine. get too cocky. If you're coming down with me, you're coming down with me. All right. Judd Zolgad predicted that the you were excited about this one at first last week. You said the Titans and <laughs> Steelers never game play again. will be played on Sunday or Monday, and then like right after our show was over, was it quick. got it got moved to Monday, but then it just got moved entirely. You said Kenta Maeda will no hit an opponent oh, through whole, seven innings yeah. and then be lifted from a postseason game. He couldn't even get to seven because of Rocco being too yeah. scared. It wasn't his fault. You said Byron Buxton will be MVP of Home the run. World Series. Home run. Right. Then, like Home a few running. months later, you then predicted the down. same thing. You said Byron Buxton will be the oh, World hilarious. Series MVP in 2020. Ordinarily, we would have spotted that and made you change the prediction. We didn't. That's fine. So you That's just okay. get it wrong twice. That's fine. You said the Vikings will have fans at their third home game of the season. They've announced that there will be no fans in that Atlanta game next week. You are correct. You said Barrios will win the Cy Young yeah, Award and start run. game one of the World Series. Oh, man, a big swing. You said Ken Maeda will win at least one game in the playoffs out of the bullpen. Oh, that was at, at the beginning? After they acquired him, yeah. Got yeah. It. Mm-hmm. And then you said Max Kepler will be named MVP of the 2020 Yeah, that, didn't, that was a terrible prediction. Among all these predictions, that was easily the dumbest. But here's the bad news for Declan. There's a page two for Judd. And it includes a lot Dow, of green. Dow. Oh, wow, Declan. See what we have here. This is called one's comeuppance. <laughs> Judd Zogad said Jose Barrios will start. This is when he was struggling. That he will start in the first round of the MLB playoffs. But the Wild will trade Devin Dubnik this offseason. I just swing so much. That the NFL will have at least diagnosed uh, two players with COVID and will not stop playing. Shoot your shot. That's what I do. And that Miko Koivu will not be back with the Wild next season. Judd's all good. Let me clean those cleats off, boys. Starts the game 0 for 9 and says, give me the ball. Give me the ball. Yep. 
Shoot my, I shoot my shot. <laughs> Next one. Some guys do it in dating. Some guys do it and write that down. Declan, you can learn a lot from Judd here. I, in I your could. personal life. And, yeah. Yep. Yep. Shoot your, your shot. Life and yeah, there's, there's another topic. We don't get All right. Let's What's get, the term? Shooters got shoot. <laughs> what I do? Shoot or shoot. Shoot or shoot. I shoot. I'm Jimmy Butler. Last year's defending, reigning, batting average champion, Jonathan Harrison. Oh, us all. It's a rough week for him. By the way, he so he's been hosting still pre-half uh, and post-game for Minnesota United games on Score North, and so I run into him last night. He would like to come in and at least have a chance to make some predictions before the end of the year, so we might have to get Jonathan on. No reason why he can't. Yeah, no, Jonathan, if you're listening, you will not be able to predict all of the bowl games again, like last year, yeah, which well, is how he won. We were idiots. So he said the Twins will play the Yankees in the ALCS and will beat them in five games. He said the Lakers will make the playoffs as a one seed. This is a parlay, which they did. He said LeBron James will be named finals MVP, which he probably will, but that the Lakers will lose just two games the entire playoffs. I think they've lost four. My math is right. He also said the Twins will sweep the Yankees this season and in the playoffs. And even what? though they haven't played the Yankees, I think I think this one has to be wrong. It does. Because yeah. he, they didn't sweep the Yankees. Yeah, so it's, wrong. it's wrong. It's wrong. Yep. So that's an 0 for 3 for Jonathan Harrison. Manny Hill said the next NFL season will be the final <laughs> season for Bill O'Brien as the GM and head coach of Bravo, the Texans. Manny. Bravo, Manny. Bravo, Bravo Manny Hill. Good foresight. Rami Makhlouf said the Twins will win the division and go to the American League Championship Series. Well, they won the division, but that was a parlay, so yeah, got to get them both right. And we'll just skip past me, oh, and oh, whoa, uh, whoa, we'll just whoa, go whoa. back to Rami there. Whoa, what? Whoa, what no, happened? No. This is bad. This is bad. This is really bad. Not if there's a page two for you. I feel like the second half of my season is like one of those Brian Dozier second halves where he just hits like a buck fifty. And but strikes it every time. bombs involved. Mostly in 10 to 1 games. Sure. Yeah. That's still a bomb. I said Josh Donaldson will be at the center of at least two bench clearing incidents for the Twins this season. You meant internally with his own teammates. And with, and um, with his um, manager, with umpires. umpires. Stuff, yes, yeah. I know what you meant. Uh, I said Josh Donaldson will homer against the Yankees in the postseason. I said the Twins will play in the World Series this year. I said, in that World Series, Kent Maeda will strike out a Dodger. I said, the Twins will win the World Series in 2020. I said, Donaldson will be the MVP of that World Series. I said, Jose Barrios will throw a no-hitter this year. Donaldson will hit a home run in his first postseason at bat. Bring rain. The Vikings will start 0-5. And Luis Arias will have at least two hits in Game 2. There is no however. No. There's no page two? As nope. Page two? Paul Harvey? There is no page two. That's, page the only, two. that's the only page for me. And now you know the rest of the story. <laughs> I used to love Paul Harvey. That was Phil Mackey. And now you know the rest of the story. Good night. All right, listeners. Justin in Rochester said the Twins will not knock the Yankees out of the playoffs. The low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Nice job, Justin. That's a really good interpretation of the rules of this game. Dan C. said Jose Barrios will be the 2020 World Series MVP. Bryce said the Twins will beat the Dodgers in seven games in the World Series. Josh said the Twins will win the World Series this year. 
Teague had all these uh, sort of tie-ins to like the 2006 Twins. He said in 2006, Nick Punto, the third baseman for the Twins, had 28 extra base hits. Donaldson will have more extra base hits than Punto did in 2006 in a shortened season. Well, didn't didn't play enough to even come close. And Alex said Rich Hill will have more playoff appearances than regular season appearances. Actually, we have more. We have more carnage for listeners. Nick and Blaine oh. said the Twins will be knocked out by the Yankees in the 2020 postseason. My sports son. That's what happens. Ben said Buxton will get a triple, his first triple of the season at Petco Park in the playoffs. I'm pretty sure that their series would have been played at Dodger Stadium anyways. You are right? correct. So, yeah. Ben said the ALCS will feature a matchup between two AL Central teams. Matt said the Lakers win the finals in four. Matt also said the Twins will win game two by three or more runs and hit three or more bombs. Woof. Carnage. The AL Central also in these playoffs was just atrocious. The NL Central was more atrocious, yeah, right? Yeah, this is bad. What a four joke. Team, all four teams. Cubs, whiffed. Reds. Cleveland got swept in two, right? Twins got swept in two, and the White Sox won. They they forced three, but they won one. So basically, I think the record was one and six. In the NL Central, Reds got swept. Brewers. Cubs got swept. Brewers got swept. Brewers Same. and Cardinals oh, got yeah. beaten three. Oh, wow. Oof. Congratulations. Declan Goff, you said the Miami Marlins will advance past the Cubs in the wild card round. Speaking of, yeah. the Vikings would beat the Texans on Sunday. You said Buxton will hit a leadoff home run in a postseason game. And the Twins will play the Yankees in the playoffs. So a nice little 50-50 for a lot of buzzer there. A lot of buzzer today. And that gets us to our updated batting average standings. Judd Zolgat, after all of that, drops just one point in his batting average from 424 to 423 with three bombs. Rami is Volume predictor, boys. That's what I am, a volume predictor. Rami is hanging tough at 393 with a home run. Declan is sitting at 361 with a home run. I'm all the way down to 275 with just two home runs. The listeners are all the way down to 214. I think they were at 270 at one point. John Harrison at 176 with a couple of bombs. Manny Hill up to 175 with one home run. So it's still, I would say... Mathematically, the listeners are going to have a really hard time. I would say Rami can still win. Declan can still win. I have an outside, outside chance, but Judd Zulgad looking good here. Your arbitration hearing is not going to go well at this point, Phil. Nope. Well, I mean, like I Like when you take these in, and they're, they're going to be like, yeah, but look at your second half. You know, I, I do have some queued up that I think are going to come to fruition still, including okay. a, there was a Lakers... There was a three-item parlay with the oh, Lakers boy. that I think is going to come to fruition. Are you going Cousins? Just when all hope is lost, you come back? Over to I, I made a Lakers prediction. <laughs> I think the Lakers prediction was, it goes back to like before free agency last year. I said they would trade for Anthony Davis. They would win at least 50 games in the regular season, which I believe they barely did, even in the shortened season. Okay. And they'll win the championship. Okay. And so that would be a home run. Home run, I would agree fruition. with that, yeah. Tie you there. Way to go, Kirk. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, Dex, all fire up. I think uh, we got Sam here. What's up, Sam? Oh, not much. Just uh, ready to make some predictions. Hell yeah. I love right. it. And then let's get Mike on the line here, right? Mike, you there? Yep, I'm here. All right. All right, sweet. All right, we'll start. We'll do it this way. We're going to go Sam, Mike, Judd, Declan, back to me. Got it. In that order, okay? So Sam, 
Mike, Judd, Declan, back to me. I'm writing that down, too, which is why I'm repeating it. Sam, are you here to raise the listener batting average from 214 to something higher, or are you here to raise the home run total? Uh, I'm here to have fun. I can't promise either. (laughs) Both teams played hard. Very Minnesota sports fan of Sam right there. All right, Sam, you're leading off out of the gate. Uh, Just make sure that your prediction is quantifiable in some way. Write it down. You like writing things down. Yeah, so I went ahead and named my predictions. Uh, did it. you say, Mackie, that you, that you are writing down? Declan is. Uh, the predictions, or is Declan is? I am. Okay, so this one is called Declan Does That Hockey. Uh, <laughs> okay. Jake Lucchini played hockey at Michigan Tech at the same time that I attended school there. After spending a season and a half in the AHL, he signed an NHL contract with the Montreal Canadiens last week. Write this down. Jake Lucchini will record his first career NHL goal within the Canadiens' first five regular season games in the upcoming season. I like it. Wow. I like wow. it. I like it. A little pro pro. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right. Actually, there's a little bit of feedback coming in through yeah. Sam's. Am I able to just put Sam on hold? I think, I think you're good here. Okay. Mike, are you swinging for the fences or are you swinging for seeing eye singles? Hold on, Mike. We can't really hear you. Mike, Mike, you there? Is that better? Still, uh, pr- still pretty muffled, man. Yeah. How about that? That's pretty quiet. Are, are you on your speaker or on your car or something? No, I'm not actually. Okay. Hmm. Here, try this. Actually, try this now. Go ahead. I think this went. I think I fixed it. Is that any better? Yes, there we go. There we go. All right. I got you. Look at that. That's me. Look at us. By the way, for, for those who aren't really like able to see us behind the scenes, I believe this is like a 30-year-old mixing board. Yeah. We have we have taken like a 1991 Plymouth Acclaim, and we have tricked it out into like a YouTube Ferrari here. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's still some <laughs> things that make it tough. So, all right, Mike, fire away. All right. Well, since the Vikings needlessly won a game last Sunday, and they ruined our tank for Trevor, hopes. I still think Rick's going to go for it this year, and I think the Vikings are going to draft Trey Lance in the first round. Ooh, I like it. Somebody was fighting with me on Twitter about because I, I put the tank for Trey hashtag out last night when I saw the announcement, and somebody was like, "Well, how do we know if he's going to be good?" I don't. I don't really care. Like <laughs> I, he makes thirty million. He'll make thirty million dollars less, and he's mobile, so you can build the rest of your roster with the idea that he might become a franchise quarterback and one of us, and kind of one of us. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go back to Judd. Write it down. You like writing things down. Mark Andre Fleury will be with the Wild next oh, season. Goaltender wow, Mark Andre Fleury. How old is he now? Uh, Thirty-five in his thirties. Yeah, but he will be with the Wild next season in Dinette. See what you did there. Uh huh. I see what you did there. I speak his language. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like it. Okay, Declan. Write this right. down. There will be at least. 55 points scored between the Vikings and Seahawks on Sunday. There will be at least 55 points scored between the Vikings and Seahawks. Do we have an over-under for that? Uh, that It's got to be around 50. I got to imagine so. I would hope it is. The Seahawks might score 50 by themselves. Actually, we're going to do a deep dive into Vikings-Seahawks and and the quarterback matchup on Purple Daily today. So go check out Purple Daily, Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com, the all-new scorenorth.com. That's right. We just revamped our website yesterday. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, write this down. I don't think I can say this fully because he asked us to keep this on the down low for oh. now. But I will predict, you guys know like what I'm about to predict. Our friend Rami has a chance at a really cool job 
I will say Rami will get hired either full or part time for that particular establishment. Okay. Mm hmm. So he will get, and I don't just, I don't have any inside information. We were yep. all in the same text thread yesterday. Yep. All right. Um, Rami will get a full or part-time job. I'll say sometime before the end of 2021, just to put an end date on it. Okay. At that particular place. Okay. And you'll know, yes. following our friend Rami, he will, I'm sure, make this announcement. He's he's getting an opportunity. Yep. Chippendale, Chippendale dancer yep. extraordinaire. <laughs> he's lost some weight. He's looking good. He's got the thong on. The ladies love Rami. I, it's I all coming him, together for I him. I break it down. Uh, it's all coming together for him. Yep. Write this down. Him. Write it down. You like writing things down. Sam. Yeah, this one is called the thing that comes off the board this week. Uh, of all games played during week five of the 2020 NFL season, no matchup will result in more points than the Minnesota Vikings at the Seattle Seahawks. I love it. Just a couple couple of sieve defenses so far this year. Those defenses are wrong. Those defenses are both allowing over six yards per play this season. Like the average play results in a six and a half yard gain when you put these two defenses. It's going to be a long game on Sunday then. It's going to be fun. We could be there for a few Write hours. it down. You like writing things down. All right, back to Mike. All right, I've got a three item parlay here. Ooh. So um, with all of the rule changes in Major League Baseball this year and the way that it seems to have been liked by everyone. I think they will next season, they will adopt the DH in the national league. They will start all extra inning games with the runner on second, and they will keep the eight team playoff format. I'm here for it. I'd rather, I'd rather it be a 17 playoff format. So you're at least awarding like a first round buy the to the best record or something. But is damn near certain, right? Has to be at this point. I would think it has to be. I would I would be in a, I would agree with all those things happening. Now what might give Major League Baseball some pause is the ratings for the first round of games was just a disaster. Like they had games under a million viewers mm-hmm. for the first round. Write um, it down. You like writing things down. Write this down. All right, Judd again. <clears throat> Adam Gaze, Matt Patricia, and Dan Quinn will be fired either during or after this season, Declan. So Gaze, Patricia, and Dan Quinn will all be fired, and here's the key, either during or after this season. And just to okay. quantify the after part, because after could technically could technically mean in five years from now, can we say within the first month of the season ending sure, or something? Sure, off-season, yes. The beginning, yes. The so beginning before of the league year the starts off-season. or something. Yes, that's absolutely fine. Okay. I just have to cover myself because I think... One or two of these guys might get blown out during the course of this year yeah. as well. I think you had season. one last year that you said, like, so-and-so was going to get up. fired after the season. They got fired in, like, week 10, yeah. and you get it wrong. <laughs> yeah, my, yes. Yes, I did. Yeah, I God. was trying to guard against that. Yep. Write it down. You like writing things down. Listen, this is the, the write-that-down computer database doesn't sense intent. It just senses what you're yeah. inputting into it. And it so, should. It yeah. should. It's right. All right, back to Declan. All right. Marco Rossi will be in the Wilds lineup on opening night when the next NHL season opens. Love it. So Marco Rossi yeah. will be in the Wilds lineup on opening night when the next NHL season opens. Nothing to lose, right? I really and, don't. And if he sucks for two weeks, cool. Yep. You go to Iowa. And I get to write that down. Sharpen point. your it skills. Works. Yep. yep. Doesn't matter. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write this down. Eddie Rosario will not be in a Twins uniform for the start of the 2021 season. I think the Twins are going to get rid of Eddie Rosario via trade. I don't think they would non-tender a guy that drove in like 100 runs two years ago. Right. But I, I think they're going to try and you find ne- a trade partner. You never know, do you? You never know. 
it's it could be this is the one year where just because of cost yes. and teams taking a bath financially, they could just like elect to not want to pay ten million dollars for a corner outfielder. And and it's possible no one wants to trade for a corner outfielder that makes ten million dollars because they're all trying to cut money too. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, Sam, your final prediction. Okay. This one is called Minnesota Four Verts, and it is a parlay. <laughs> <laughs> Stephon Diggs will be named to his first Pro Bowl team this NFL season. Tyler Johnson will record his first NFL touchdown before or during this season's matchup between the Buccaneers and the Vikings. Rashad Bateman will repeat as Big Ten Wide Receiver of the Year. And Justin Jefferson will be named Offensive Rookie of the Month at least once this season. I love this. That's that's great. Four verts. Love the creativity there. That's a home run. All those things seem like they could happen, but if they all happen in the parlay, it's a home run for sure. Let me make sure I got this right too, Sam. So you said Diggs will be named to his first Pro Bowl. Tyler Johnson will record his first touchdown by the Vikings and Buccaneers game. And Bateman will win Big Ten Wide Receiver of the Year. And Justin Jefferson wins Rookie of the Month. Yes. Okay. Love it. Cool. That's really good, man. Man, Sam, since you've got this platform, is there anyone in your life you'd like to thank getting you to this moment? Yeah, I want to give a shout out to the moose at the Minnesota Zoo. A uh, big part of my formative years and really is what the wild should have been named after back in 2000. Totally and agree. I'm just assuming that he's a fan of the show. Totally agree with that moose take. The Minnesota the moose, moose was a great is just name. a much better name. Yeah. Much better name. Uh, did, is this just another, uh, did another wild yes, trade just come did. across here? It did. Let's Luke. let's do this right now. Just, okay. like, we'll, we'll interrupt for just a second. I don't like this. All right, what's the trade? Breaking news all over here. The Wild will trade Luke Cunning and the 101st pick to the Nashville Predators for Nick Bonino and yeah. the 37th and 70th pick. That is a big trade. I don't like that at so, all. Here's my first impression of this. Uh, it must mean that they love what they could get with the 37th pick, right? You That's just, a second round pick. They must they must love the top half of the second round. Well, and here's your established. It's for, for this year, right? The thirty seventh pick yeah. tonight. And here's yeah. your established Today. center. But Benino's thirty two years old. But that might have been. Is it possible that the Wild really, really love what's on top of the second round in the draft here? Maybe. And and Nashville saying, "Cool, you got to take our thirty two year old and give us something." It's possible. I need time to digest this. I, this is not the kid. I, like I did. This. this is not the kid that I thought that they would trade. I I thought Greenway would get moved, not Cunning. So yeah. I'm a little bit surprised that Cunning got moved. But I need time to um, go through this trade. Benino is a center, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But, this basically to me, what this does is it speeds up the timetable of where Garen wants this club to be a little bit, and mm-hmm. and I think that takes a little bit more analysis. Declan's very upset. I am. I don't. Like I'm that calm. I'm taking the plane. I'm gonna fly it. I, I like what Garen's doing. I love. He's just shaking everything up. Oh, he does not. You know, yeah, the tree, baby. Yeah, that that was his don't goal. Trade a 22 year old for a 32 year old, especially one of the guys that's the most core of your young group. Unless I, you, I hate this. Unless you love the second round. They they weren't as high. I it, hate this. It became quite clear that they weren't as high on Cunning as a lot of us had been. Declan, that's oh. that's what's blatantly obvious here. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Uh, Sam, th- thank you. Great predictions. And we're hoping that your four verts in particular comes to fruition. Let's go back to Mike here. Your final prediction, Mike. Fire away. Write this down. All right. Since Minnesota sports fans, we don't have a whole lot to cheer about in the playoffs. Um, out of the four major sports, men's teams, so the Wolves, Twins, Wild, and the Vikings, the Minnesota Timberwolves will be the first team to advance in the playoffs out of the four. Wow. Okay. That's that takes some guts right there. Mm-hmm. 
Interesting. All right. I mean, if they add a third superstar, I think it's in there. Yeah. They get like the fifth seed or something. Right. That seems very far away. Uh, Mike, you also did an awesome job. Is there anyone in your life you'd like to thank for getting you to this point here? Uh, I would like to thank my wonderful fiance for putting up with me on a daily basis <laughs> and for turning me on to seltzers. Attaboy. Oh, there it is, man. Yeah, this show is <laughs> this show is powered by Corona Hard Seltzer, and uh, we recommend all four flavors we in do. four verts form. In four verts fashion. That's exactly. Mike, Sam, thank you guys. Great predictions. Hey, boys. Let's think about those guys real quick. And we go back to Judd for his final prediction. Write this down. Oh, man, it's traded. Yeah, I'm 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 disheveled right now. It's shaking me up. I, I mean, like Cunning was he's a first round pick. How highly touted though has he been? He was he was perceived to be captain material, but it became really clear that Garen didn't like him as much as the previous regime did. And I think the fan base thought, because of, to go back to what you just said, the fact that he was a first-round pick, I think the fan base thought that he was not a sure thing to be a star, but a sure thing to be a solid player. Um, this doesn't come as a complete shock. I just thought Greenway would be the guy that Garen traded, because Greenway, who's got a ton of talent, drove him up the wall. So this is, again, this is my amateur hockey observation here, but if you were a first-round pick center and you've played large chunks of three seasons in the NHL, I feel like you should have more than 23 goals in 131 games. Yeah, I mean, a he, had a pretty, pick center. he had a pretty bad leg injury that rookie year. That took him a while to get back. And last year, he started to shoot the puck more. He scored 15 goals in 63 games. Like, you map that out, that's a 20-goal score over 82 games at 22 years old. I just think it's a pretty big mistake to trade away a 22-year-old with upside like that for a 32-year-old established center who was a UFA after 2021, but I don't, I don't like that at all. And I've been for Garen shaking it up, but I don't like that. This guy was... Um, was more probably long-term a wing, though, in yeah. Cunning. Yes. So th- that devalued him, I think, in Garen's eyes. Okay. Uh, this just this speaks to me of being a, a trade where this sort of clears up what Garen's timetable is, and it's probably quicker than I think it has to be. Like, I, I think if you had go- gone in with a guy, um, if you had gone in with a center that you didn't love next season and it hadn't been great, but you tried to wait to obtain it, that guy. There's a patient play here. I don't, and you know what? Guys like Garen are not necessarily patient. It's that simple. So this is this is in the weeds here, and we'll, we'll get back to our final round of predictions here. But if you care about hockey analytics, uh, so there's a stat called point shares. It's sort of, it's a little bit like win shares in other sports, but kind of gives up credit for like if if your team scores 95 points in a in a season or or you know, or is awarded 95 points for wins and losses. How do you divvy that pie up? Right. And both Cunnan and Benino played almost exactly the same amount of games last year. Benino, the last couple of years has been a four point player. Cunnan was a two and a half point player last year with some upside. So I don't know. I'll, I'll lean on you guys for this, but Write it down. You like I need more time. Down? Damn it. Write I need this more down. time. We'll do a full breakdown tomorrow. I need more sure. time. Show All time right. My final write that down for this week is this one. Byron Buxton will play in 120 games or fewer for the Twins next season, which is obviously not good. And it's a bunt. Byron Buxton. Okay. single, yeah. Bunt. Yeah, it's getting to be late in the year. I need to... Pad your, pad your bad to, champion uh, in. Well, well, and, yeah. keep, and, keep in mi- and keep in mind, too, that this prediction won't come off the board until next year, so it's not a bunt at all. I'm tracking a pitch here, okay? Write it down. You like writing things down. Right, Say exactly. what you guys will. Okay. Sammy. Uh, Justin Jefferson will have a touchdown against the Seahawks and... He will have a catch of at least 20 plus yards. 
I'm not saying they're going to go hand in hand. They could go hand in hand, but they are separate things. Okay. I like where you're going. Write this down. All right. All right. Final prediction of the week. I hate to do this, but Larry Brown will expire before he coaches again. Wow. Expire before he coaches. Okay. So he dies. Larry Brown will expire before he coaches. So we just went there. We just went, write that down, just dealt with death. Well, I was trying to couch it a little bit by using the word expire. I wasn't fooled. Like, wow, <laughs> write that down. Just went to a very dark place, a very 2020 like place. Love, love me some Larry Bryan's living I'm sure, yeah. life. 80 years great, old. He's had a great run. No question. You, like you are now banking on a man. Die. This has become a death pool. Oh, man. It kind of has. All right. That's a wrap on write that down. Every single Wednesday, we make predictions and hold each other accountable. <laughs> write it down. You like writing things down. Woo! Uh, Patrick Royce, what was your favorite Luke Cunning highlight with the Minnesota Wild? Uh, did he play last year? Was he, he, scored, <laughs> he, scored, he scored 15 yeah. goals last year. Now now he's now he's on his way to Nashville. Hey, hey. So I I know we had the hots for him a couple of years ago. I got I got to admit I wasn't terribly focused last season, and then they shut it down. <laughs> but I I thought uh, so. We liked him. I we didn't like him as well as we the new administration didn't like him as well as the old administration. Huh? That would be correct. Yeah. Okay. Well, is he? Uh, what size is he? Was he a big kid? Kind of no. Uh, he wasn't huge. No. He was. Okay, but six he was foot. bigger than a little. He was a bigger than a little tiny guy we drafted yesterday, right? And he's taller on skates too, which helps. They're about, help. they're about the same. They're about no, the same. Oh, so he's only five nine because Rossi's like four foot six, isn't he? Oh no, he grew last night. <laughs> oh okay. Yeah, okay. no, he's up to five six now. He grew. He looked <laughs> incredible growth spurt overnight for Rossi. All right. Well, we're optimistic about him, and that's that shocked me that we were we were. It, we always write about these eighteen year olds like they're about to burst in the lineup, and there's about two of them that it actually happens with, right? This is true. Back in the old day of the Bellows and those guys, they would put them in the lineup. But now uh, now they have a tendency to go to Iowa and disappear. You, know? so, uh, <laughs> you would hope that does not occur here, but yes, you're not wrong. Uh, well, uh, good luck to them. But they got two second rounders, uh, so is that good? I mean, uh, it must be. I bet we're going to uh, describe it as a deep draft. Is it a deep draft? I, I think so. Ooh, it's the NHL it's the draft, NHL, Pat. I, I love the sport. I have no clue. Pat, even the draft is random, Pat. I have no clue if it's deep. I'm sure they'll say it's deep. Oh, man, we loved what we got. So deep. Yeah, A lot yeah, of grinders. Well, we, we, well, if you, you know, it would be bad to say, uh, you know, there's we're drafting all these guys and trading for them, but basically this draft sucks. You never really <laughs> Pat, I think you'll you'll appreciate this. Was it the NHL Network clip here? I'm going to play. I think it was a new way to describe a hockey player here. The biggest thing about Marco Rossi, there's a Johnny Goudreau component to his game, but, but he's he plays with a little bit of bite. He plays with a little bit of edge. He plays with a little bit of bite. There it is. Okay. Well, that's good. I heard, he know, scores I the puck. Actually, I actually happened to turn over about the time they drafted him. I don't know why. I must have just been uh, must have been between innings or something. But uh, this guy, who is that guy that was talking? Pierre Maguire or Craig that, Button? No, that was that must have been Craig somebody. That was, Craig Button was the other guy. Yeah. Well, he didn't see a player he didn't love. Right? They're all fantastic. Right? I mean, that's was, the whole drafting, Pat. You yeah. got to say that yeah, yeah, every you, league. You you attach an established great player to what, what they could be. What if you said that? What What if yeah. you said? 
Jerry, this kid is a bust waiting to happen. Yeah, this guy's Charlie Coyle. One of the, uh, one of the greatest frauds <laughs> in draft history. Look at his parents celebrating. They should be crying. Yes, but in the NFL, which we, we know some of these guys, you will hear somebody say, oh, man, I don't know about this one. You know, you hear that in the first couple, three rounds, right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, yeah you. you. But the NHL, I've never heard anybody say this guy's a stiff. Uh, you know, <laughs> even when we drafted Link Getz, we were excited, right? Oh, the, the missing one. Link! Even oh, I love the missing team. Link. He was great. He'd fight anybody anytime. <laughs> well, the great thing about the missing Link was when you investigated his uh, his past. Uh, <laughs> there were there were a few flaws there as far as uh, underage bar fights and the like. That's why it was the missing Link. I don't think the link is still with us, is it? Is he? I think he indeed demise young. I think he did, but I'm not sure. Anyway, Sonmore loved him, and that's all that counted. Because he could fight, Sonmore. exactly. Yeah, and, you know. So anyway, uh, yeah, no, I'm uh, Patrick I, I alive and well. Fifty two. I, I don't know what we overplayed more. Uh, the uh, oh, Link's good. Good. Fifty two. Alive and kicking. I, I don't, I uh, don't know what we've overplayed more, the links or this, but uh, I guess go ahead. It's We're still in the pandemic, I guess. So yeah. I guess we're going to get big pop. There's a bunch of names. That, unless it's a Minnesota kid, nobody's ever heard of him anyway. Hey, Pat, uh, Josh Donaldson was great on Twitter last night talking about a couple different things that were happening around these games. The one thing he said, well, he said a couple things. But the, the one thing I want to bring up with you is, he was ripping shifts on Twitter, saying it's killing pitchers, especially in the playoffs, and hitters are taking advantage of shifts. And the other contention he made was, you know, forget about some of the numbers, that it's preventing defenses from turning as many double plays. And he's well, anti-shift. That is true, uh, as far as double plays. I mean, the double play, which, which used to be, uh, you know, in the second baseman turn a double play, was uh, that's the reason Carew got moved and, and a bunch of other guys because they couldn't turn the double play, and now it's certainly not as important as it used to be. He's right about that. You know what I've noticed? I think the shifts are even more dramatic this year, don't you? I mean, when they go, when they go right, you know, towards right field for the left-handed hitters, they—it's incredible how they're not leaving anybody on the left side of the. I mean, there's times when the only guy on the left side of the infield is ten feet. Uh, to the left of second base. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's 70, 80 feet there. And I don't know. Are they telling the hitter, go ahead and hit a single? We don't care. I, I But I don't think it's killing them. Uh, I think that I still think it causes more outs than it, uh, and then it gives away. But, you know, if you're Barrios and the uh, the, the one run he gave up was, uh, you know, just a, a ball that was a routine ball to shortstop and there was nobody standing there. That last game, sometimes it's got to drive you crazy as a pitcher when somebody hits a routine ground ball and nobody's standing there. Yeah. And it's not, you know, and I think you can give a guy credit when he beats the shift, mm-hmm. right? I mean, when he's okay, he hits it here to beat the shift, right? He's, you know, going, he's just trying to hit a little tapper. But those ground balls that the guy just hits your pitch and hits it where you want him to and there's nobody standing there, that's that's got to drive you crazy, but I disagree with them. I, I think that, uh, I, I don't know what they can do. They, it seemed like the top levels of major league baseball were more worried about it a year ago than they are now. I guess or two years ago, they were talking about 
making so many players stay on the one side of the base and stuff like that, but that's not going to happen. And, uh, uh, but I, I disagree with him. I haven't seen many pitchers get beat because of, uh, because of somebody beat the shift. The other thing he tweeted, he was tweeting back and forth with Trevor Plouffe. So Plouffe tweeted, I like most umpires. I really do. This is in response to CB Buckner last night. He said, I like most umpires. I really do, but they aren't held accountable at all and have as much job protection as a Supreme Court justice, to which Donaldson said, yeah, it's embarrassing. It's tough to watch any game. I don't know why this is so hard to understand. This isn't high school where you can just say that that pitch was too close to take. As a major league hitter, our job is to take close pitches that are out of the zone. Your thoughts? Well, I think we could all agree that the one that was nose high yes. that he <laughs> took that got the kid from Tampa. Now I was rooting mightily for Tampa, right? But that pitch that Fairbanks threw that was a foot high, a foot high, and he missed it. And it was unbelievable. And of course they know that if they scream at him, redneck C B will throw him out of the <laughs> game. But uh, that whole cup dug I mean that Yankees dugout was just going insane as well they should have because if that kid hadn't gotten that pitch he wasn't going to get that out and then the bases would have been loaded with nobody out and uh he was he was hyperventilating now he got a live arm i'll say that. he throws an easy hundred after two tommy johns but uh it, but uh, that was that was basically a game changing strike call by buckner on a pitch that was not even remotely in the strike zone. It was Eric Gregg. That's as close to Eric Gregg as I swear to God in a playoff game I've seen. Just one call, but it was still that close. Well, except Eric, it would have been a foot and a half outside. That was a difference. Eric's problem was that Levon's curveball would uh, (laughs) not ever reach the left-handed batter's box line and he'd still call it a strike. It started breaking when it got to the left-handed batter's box line and then end up further over in the box, and Eric would call that a strike. This was just a – he just missed a high pitch, and I, I have no idea why, especially when the kid's throwing the ball all over the ballpark. Uh, you know, you, you never you, – what you always hear in that situation and when it's close is, well, he's been so erratic, the umpire just, uh, you know, is not going to give him a break if he doesn't prove he can throw it anywhere near. I'm watching some of these clips from last night. Again, the one that was outside. It's incredible. It was, a, it was a runners on second and third. And you could tell, like, the pitch comes in, the catcher has to stab outside to get it, and he's set, and he's set, he's set, he's set, he's set up outside, the catcher is, and he's, and he's reaching outside to grab the pitch even further. And you can tell, like, CB, the, the wheels are turning for like a half second, and you just kind of like, ah, it's a strike. <laughs> yeah, I missed that one. When was that? Earlier in the game? This was, was back and forth. This one was in the third inning. J.A. Happ was on the mound. and Oh, the oh ra- and so they gave it, he gave it to Happ, huh? who, by the way, needed it. What kind of <laughs> idiocy was that to start that slop ball on the left? That's not the best he's got, is it? For Boo, no. No, I have no idea what he was thinking. And Hap basically said the same thing. Hap's like, I don't know. know. Ask him. I got got a question (laughs) for you guys, though. I'm thinking about this, and it might be something to write if they hang in there. Are the Tampa Bay Rays the greatest organization for resources used of any in in, in in American sports, in American pro sports? 
It's I mean I the, the Oakland are. the Oakland days would probably argue Oakland. that that they are. Oakland is close, but Tampa Bay turns it over even more than they do. Yep. Uh, once you say, I mean, and Tampa Bay is winning. Tampa Bay has multiple ninety. They have like seven ninety win seasons in that division against the Yankees and Red Sox. Yes, and last night they struck out eighteen with a variety of pitches. They yeah. set a new postseason record for most strikeouts in a nine inning game with a bunch of guys. You know, it's just incredible. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I mean, I think you're exactly right. It's it's amazing, and uh, we didn't, uh, you know. I mean, they just and they, there's five of them, and uh, they they almost didn't get to the finish line. But they use these five guys. They don't have a closer. What they say, twelve different guys have saves for them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is how you should do it. That's just astounding. If yeah, you can, I, if you can do it that way, you should do it that way. And Nick, by the way, Nick you. Nick Anderson would be the Twins' best Nick, relief. Can pitcher. we talk about that that one, Patrick? Yeah, I'll just tell you, I'm just, I happen to be writing a Kitzler column. I talked to him last night. Uh, and uh, I'm also writing about the guys that finish games in the, uh, you know, the former twin types finished uh, the finished playoff series, five of them, five out of the eight, where if you count Nick Anderson, who should have been with the twins. But last year, 65 innings, 110 strikeouts for Anderson. And this year, where's the numbers? Uh, 26 strikeouts in 16 in the third innings. This year, ERA 0.55. Now he only pitched 16 in the third innings. Last year, that baby, that ERA was uh, all the way up there to 1.85, I believe. It's unbelievable what what Brian Shales they received for him. (laughs) Who's out of baseball, the best I can tell. An infielder who, a non prospect infielder who's, uh, you know, who's like, he hit one. Two years ago, he hit 145 in Fort Myers, and now he's out of baseball. That's yeah. what they Nick Anderson for. So that's, that's one that's kind of a bad mark on the fellow. Yeah. That's for sure. It's, it's an odd blemish. If Terry for sure. had made that trade, we would oh, be ripping him. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, the Seth Stones guys of the world were all over Nick Anderson, you know, because, you know, they were saying, hey, this guy's great. They got a key. Hey, look out for Nick Anderson next year. And all, you know, the guys are really pound the minor leagues. And then, boop, they said they couldn't, they didn't have room for him on the 40 man. You know what I say? Give me a pencil. Yep. <laughs> That's the Royce. I can get you six spots. I could, you know, I, let's go back and look at that. I think. One of the guys they kept instead of him was Dietrich Enns, I believe. Oof! There's Remember your pencil. That was, uh, he was part. He was There's part of the Yankees trade with uh, yeah, Zach Littell came over, right? Tubby Lefty, Tubby Lefty. That uh, <laughs> we. Uh, I think I'd have to look it up who that forty man was when the when they couldn't keep Nick Anderson. And by the way, you guys have had him. You guys have talked to him, right? Doogie has him on the scoop all the time. Yeah, he's he, the co-host basically. He is one of the most wonderfully weird human beings I've ever been around in my life. I did a column on him this spring, and I asked, I said, boy, it must have been a thrill to, uh, you know, get traded from Miami as bad as they were and get up here to Tampa. They were contended. He said, I didn't know they were in contention until I heard him talking about it in the clubhouse. He said, 
I didn't spend a lot of time looking at the standings in Miami. (laughs) He basically got traded across state and didn't know if the Rays were in first place or last place. (laughs) I wish I'd kept the notes from there. He's telling me about this car he drove. That's the other thing. This car he drove down to Florida from Minnesota is a, you know, it's a miracle that he made it. I didn't get that, that column, but I can't remember what it was. But it was some, like, nine-year-old hunk of crap that he drove down here in a truck. And uh, maybe he's got himself a new truck now. I don't know. I'm sure he can afford it at this point. You know, he was pitching in uh, 2015 and 16 for the Twin City Shark in the uh, amateur ball in uh, the Minneapolis suburbs. No, and uh, yeah, he he was in the front. He was in the Frontier League two years, and his ERA was like six or seven. And then he then he got re-signed. Uh, uh, somebody saw him, and he ended up back in the Frontier League. And Billy Milas saw him in a in a you know in a Frontier League All Star game and got the Twins to sign. So, well, Pat Billy can find those guys. Randy Dobnik and guys like that. So Yeah. Well, we will expect on Friday a full breakdown of the Minnesota Wilds' entire draft from you, so study up. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm uh, really – I get very worked up about the NFL draft. <laughs> Link Gates, man. Link Gates. Let, had, let's just talk Link Gates. We've had two more picks since we've started. Yeah, they took a center at 37. Yeah, another Russian. Any Minnesota, any Minnesotan? Another Russian? Another Russian named I. God, Marat uh, Kuznetsov. I God, I have no idea. Marat Kuznetsov. And then poor Bob Kurtz. And then Ryan O'Rourke, not to be confused with the former Twins reliever, but a defenseman by the name of Ryan O'Rourke. I think we're killing it on his draft. I think we're killing it, man. Sounds good to me. And Billy, we trust. I know. I know my pucks too. Goodbye. All right. See you, Pat. All right. All right, you can find more (laughs) Roycey every Monday. Roycey Unchained, the podcast. yeah, anywhere you find podcasts, Apple, Spotify, and the all-new scorenorth.com. All right, we, we will have more on these wild moves and draft picks tomorrow once we can sort of wrap our heads around everything and a scoop session, inside information about your favorite local sports teams tomorrow as well. See you guys. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.